I'm AC Brown, and you're listening to Is My Aura On Straight, a podcast designed to help you start living from your core instead of your conditioning. Each week, we'll have deep conversations that will help you create a powerful transformation that shifts your perspective in life, love, and business with topics ranging from spiritual self-development, human design, astrology, metaphysics, and everything in between. Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Is My Or On Street. I am your host, AC Brown. I am your psychic channel and your spiritual confidant, and thank you so much for tuning into another episode of Is My Aura On Straight. And today we are talking about toxic environments. And as you can see from the title of this podcast, Is Your Environment Toxic? I wanted to talk about that because we've all been in toxic environments. And it's really important to know that toxic environments aren't limited to workplace toxicity. Um, and we all have worked in places where it was extremely toxic. I think that's like a rite of passage as an adult where you've worked in a place that was toxic. You hated working there. You couldn't stand working there, all of that stuff. Um, and it was just really a bad scene, um, emotionally, spiritually. And then it starts weighing down. I remember, um, there's one job that I had, it was a call center and, I would cry in the parking lot before I would go to work because it was extremely stressful, extremely toxic. It was it was a lot of things. Um, But like I said, toxicity, it's not just in the workplace. You have friendship, toxic environments or toxicity. You have love, toxicity and you have family. Dun, 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 toxicity. I will be interchanging toxicity for toxic. You guys know I'm always messing up words, but that's how we roll here. Anywho, so let's talk about if your environment is toxic and what you can do about it. Like I said, you know, workplace toxicity is probably the one that we most commonly associate with. But, you know, there's others, the friends, the relationships, that love toxicity um, and family toxicity. That's ugh, that's probably the hardest one, I think. So we'll 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 try and save that one for last. We'll save we'll save the best toxic environment for last. Um, your blood relatives. But anywho, let's talk about it. So when we talk about friendship um, toxicity, that one is kind of challenging because what I've noticed is that. Friendship toxicity comes after a period of time. It's usually after you've been friends with someone for a long period of time, after you've known each other for a while, and then you start having these what can be growing pains, but in most cases, those growing pains in their friendship, they don't evolve properly and what I mean by that is that yes you're going to grow you're going to um, become different people within the friendship but at times people outgrow each other and the person who 
gets left behind or the person who's bitter might show some type of toxic traits and that environment then in your friendship becomes toxic. So many times it might show up as, you know, you don't like yourself when you're with them. That's what you start noticing or you start noticing um, that they bring out the worst in you or when you want to celebrate something that you've done they start you know as they say hating um or you know they talk about them all the time that they never really leave space for you and friendship toxicity is a a real thing and many of us don't recognize we are in toxic friendships because we are naturally loyal to people and depending on where you are in your life that familiarity of you being with this person and just knowing them for such a long time and you have bonds and you have situations where you've you know been through together and there's this story that you share about your friendship about your relationship and you hold on to that and it's kind of challenging for you to change that and for you to let go of that. But when the toxic traits start coming out in the friend and it starts infiltrating the friendship, you want to really pay attention to that because friendship toxicity, of course, will end the relationship if you don't kind of nip it in the bud. So there's a few things that can happen where you address it. Um, You have those honest conversations, you talk it out, all of that stuff. But then you also have to kind of make sure that, you know, you both are in a place to hear each other, to receive the feedback. And that's another sign of a toxic relationship when it comes to friendship, Um, because maybe that other person's not, you know, ready to receive that. And you have a, a breakup with your friend because it's toxic. So friendship toxicity is a real thing. And I'll talk about how you can get out of these toxic relationships after we address all of them. The next you have, of course, love toxic toxicity. <laughs> um, and this one's hard because when you're in a toxic romantic relationship, uh, it's so much going on. There's so many emotions. There's so many factors, but it really, well, I've been in a toxic relationship before and it can look like one of these three different things where, of course, we don't ever want it to get violent physically um, or emotionally Uh, you know, that verbal abuse, we don't want that, but that is a sign of a toxic, you know, romantic relationship, but that toxic communication, always arguing somebody, one or both of the parties having controlling behaviors or lack of support. That's a big one. Or gaslighting. There's so many different things. Um, and I hate, I don't like to use, we use the word narcissism or be somebody being a narcissist very loosely nowadays. It's kind of like a buzzword, like, oh, he's a narcissist. And that's why we were in a toxic relationship. Um, some people actually are, 
Um, but you definitely have to be diagnosed as a narcissist <laughs> for sure. But when it comes to these behaviors, ga- I would say gaslighting is probably one of the biggest signs of being in a toxic relationship. And it goes back to the same thing with friendship toxicity is you don't like yourself when you're with them or they bring out the worst in you. I do believe that relationships can um, help us grow and also heal us, but they're they're not conduits for our healing. Um, they're not, your partner shouldn't be your therapist kind of thing. Um, yes, they should help you grow. They should bring out, some, you know, the best in you, um, they might trigger you. You know, I think they, I think, I think people say the, um, one of the sayings is that anything that is like a small, um, a small issue before you get married, when you get married, it becomes a larger issue. Like it gets, you, it puts a microphone, I mean, not a microphone, you know what I'm saying? I'm, uh, <laughs> what is it called? A magnifying glass. Yes. A magnifying glass on that issue. And so when you think about, relationship toxicity, these behaviors, the controlling behaviors, the toxic communication, the lack of support, the gaslighting, the narcissistic tendencies, those are grounds for environments that are just not conducive to either one of the whoever's in the relationship's health, especially mental health and emotional health. So you have to look out for that. Then you have workplace toxicity, which we talked about a little bit. And like I said, um, I think everybody's had this, but you know, the biggest things that I've noticed is when, and this is just real talk. Like when it starts affecting your health, it's probably too late. You've ignored stuff. And like I said, some of the things that you will notice in workplace toxicity is, are you getting sick going to work? Um, where you start getting anxious or you physically start getting sick, like nauseous or your stomach starts hurting or you start having headaches or it triggers other ailments that you have, like migraines. I remember one of, in this particular toxic environment, one of my coworkers, she had migraines and every time she would come to work, she would have migraines because the environment was extremely toxic and it was very, oh my gosh, I can't it was, it was like you were walking on eggshells, but that's another story. Another way to know that if you are in workplace toxicity is, are you avoiding having conversations that normally you would never avoid? Like speaking up or feeling comfortable going to a boss or a supervisor or someone in leadership. Um, do you find yourself being um, scared to go to channels in the company that are there to actually support you like HR or, um, you know, one of the, the advocates, that's really a huge red flag for a toxic work environment. When you're afraid to go to HR because you're like, I don't know what they're going to do because these are people who are there actually to be, um, you know, advocates for employees advocates for the people who work there, advocates for leadership. So, you know, when you feel like you're scared to actually go somewhere and tell how you feel, that's not good. And there are times where the environment doesn't, you know, breed for that. Like it's not, you actually can't do that. So what I did when I was in this particular toxic environment, I would talk to my therapist 
about it because I knew that my therapist was documenting it. So when I actually went to HR and everything and if I felt like unsafe and like they were to try to like say like, oh, what she's saying is not true and all of this stuff, yada, yada. I had backup from a medical professional that I had been documenting the instances of me being stressed out or me feeling a certain type of way. So that's my advice there, especially with workplace toxicity. Then last but not least, my favorite family toxicity, my favorite, your toxic family. Woohoo. Um, and this one is another challenging one because your family toxic environment is stressful because, uh, dun, 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 you know, it's your family. So you feel this subconscious obligation to be around them, to interact with them, or it's right. You know, that's of course your parents say, oh, but it's your family. You should want to see them regardless if they make you feel like, like all of these things. And it's just like, no, um, this person's toxic. I don't want to see them. I don't want to interact with them. Why would I want to do that? <laughs> and so, you know, you have to like, think about it. Like, hmm, why would I want to do that? So when you have family toxicity or a toxic environment, this one, you're definitely going to need a, a professional because this is where the conditioning happens. This is where you are completely it's it's hard to break those bonds. It's hard to break those ties of someone telling you something or doing something or you feeling a certain type of way. So how do we get out of these toxic relationships? So the first things first, you have to establish boundaries. And if you don't know what boundaries are, I recommend so many, um, and I'll put this in the show notes, but there's a, a book that I was given to by a ex's mother and I was going through a really hard time at home and it really assisted me and it is called Boundaries. I believe it's by Henry Cloud and it's a really, really good book. I'll put, put it in the show notes and it really helped me establish boundaries and what they were and what that meant and all of that stuff. So after you read that book or read any book that you can find on boundaries and you establish those boundaries, the next thing that you want to do is stay true to yourself and stay true to your boundaries, stay true to who you are developing into becoming. Because what I feel that boundaries do is boundaries truly help you stand firm in who you are and who you're becoming. So you want to stay true to yourself. So you don't want anyone to kind of like knock you off of what you're trying to do and all of that stuff. Establish those boundaries and keep those boundaries in place. The next thing you can do to, you know, get out of a toxic relationship or environment is to avoid drama. Toxic people love <laughs> to bring you into some type of drama. They like to start stuff with you. They're antagonizers or, um, you know, that environment has, in, you know, very 
dramatic situations, especially workplace environment, it's always something there. So you want to do that. Then, of course, you want to take action. What does that look like for you leaving? What does that look like for you not hanging around people? What does that look like for you having these conversations? All of that stuff, taking that action to protect yourself, to protect your energy, to protect your well-being. That's extremely important. And then finally, you want to practice and establish a self-care routine that is going to be conducive to your healing and if that self-care routine involves of course a therapist involves a healer involves a coach something like that you want to get into that habit of practicing self-care so whether that's meditation whether that is going for long walks whether that's limiting conversations I think like we talked about a little bit earlier is that when it's your family That's very challenging because you have parents who are toxic, you know, brothers and sisters who are toxic, cousins or just, you know, whatever, aunts, uncles, somebody's toxic there. Um, And you have that uh, bond and you think that you are supposed to talk to them especially when it's like immediate family and you that guilt plays a part and then they make you feel guilty because you don't talk to them all of that stuff and it's just like you have to establish boundaries so maybe it's not talking to your parents on the phone maybe it's just texting them to make sure that you know it feel you know they're, they're okay so you have to really kind of figure out what that is for you especially when it comes to your family because that's a little bit challenging friendship toxicity That's also another one because these are emotional bonds um, that are formed. Um, These people know you. You feel very close to them. You feel, you know, it's sad when you have to have a friend break up. It doesn't feel good. It's sad when you have to break up from a family member. It doesn't feel good, but you only get this one life and you have to protect your energy and you have to protect, you know, what you're doing in life. And sometimes that's removing yourself from situations And then relationship toxicity, that's, I mean, I don't want to say it's easy, but you have to create an exit plan um, to break up and to leave. Um, Hopefully you have a support system. Workplace toxicity, same thing. If you, especially, I think the hardest part with workplace toxicity is if you actually like your job and, but the environment and the culture sucks that's probably the most challenging thing. Um, If the job sucks, like the actual job that you're doing sucks, leaving a toxic environment is, you know, you just find a new job. But when you're at a company where it's literally the people that maybe it's just your team or maybe it's your direct manager, that becomes challenging because you really like the company You really want to stay there, but the actual person is toxic that you're working under or that you work with. So navigating that can be challenging. And like I said, when I was in that environment, I would always get it documented with my therapist and make sure I talk to my therapist and then go to HR um, because it was that type of place where I was just like, I don't know, I can't trust, trust these people in the HR office. And so I needed that that backup for myself. So some of the ways, like I said, establish boundaries, stay true to yourself, avoid drama 
and take action and practice better self-care. I'm going to put that book in the show notes, but when it comes to toxic environments, toxic relationships, you want to establish those boundaries. That's probably the biggest thing and see what you need and what your heart like kind of desires um, for healing, for safety, for security, because that's going to be really important. So I hope you got something out of this episode. I wanted to touch on this just for the simple fact that since we are home now and um, we are in confined spaces, emotions are heightened. Um, I know people who work at toxic jobs who are working in front of a computer and it's the, the it's heightened, you know, the multiple Zoom calls, the micromanaging, all of that is becoming toxic or being at home with someone who you're just not compatible with. It can breed a toxic environment or people who had to go back home to toxic family members, you know, due to loss of job or loss of housing. So we're all going through this space where we might be navigating toxic environments and toxic situations that we just really don't know how to get out of. So I wanted to bring light to that because I feel you all, I see that might be happening. Um, And I want you to know that, you know, you're not alone. There's other people going through it as well. So it was really important for me to touch on this um, because we are in a transitional space as a society, as a collective, we're moving into a new paradigm where our mental health, our emotional health and our spiritual health and our soul's health is going to be extremely important. It's something that we are going to have to put in the forefront that we cannot or that we no longer um, can put it to the back burner because our health mentally, emotionally, spiritually, physically is more important than monetary gain and status. So that's why this was, you know, important for me to, you know, touch on. So if you are in a toxic environment, you know, definitely listen to this, reach out to a therapist, buy some books, figure out how you can navigate this. You're not alone. Talk to people about it. So that's that, look at me, that's all I got folks now um, um yeah I'm just yeah I don't know I'm I'm feeling a very emotional right now um because I, I I feel the energy from people who are going through this so I hope you enjoyed this episode um make sure you all have an amazing amazing day or night whenever you're listening to this filled with good vibes and great energy. And definitely after listening to this, don't let anybody fuck with you until next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to another episode of is my aura on street. This podcast was produced by Callie green and edited by Adam Ross. If you loved this episode, please make sure you subscribe and leave a comment. We'd love to hear from you. Also, make sure you're following me on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. Until next time, bye-bye.